This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pippen. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Want to air it out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. Isaiah Rogers on the return. Gives off to Taylor. He's in. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Jonathan Taylor. Here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. Here on the Colts Audio Network, I'm JJ Stankovitz, joined every week by Colts Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. Today, Bill, we are breaking down the Colts' 20-17 win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, incredibly entertaining game, <laughs> to say <laughs> yes, the least. very, very entertaining. Uh, uh, but one that the Colts wind up pulling out: Matt Ryan finding Jelani Woods for a 12-yard touchdown with 30 seconds to go in the game. That is the game winner. The Colts improved to 1-1-1, one, one, and one, a very symmetrical record as we go into week <laughs> three or three here. Uh, but, Bill, after the game, a lot of players talked about complementary football and, and how this was kind of the ultimate test of that, where the Colts got huge contributions on special teams. Their defense played lights out. And then their offense, when, when they needed to make some plays, went out and made some plays. I'm sure you've played in a lot of games or you've come out of a game and, and you felt, Bill, like – Man, like all three of our phases, like maybe they weren't on at all times, but when we needed one to pick the other up or one to make a game-changing play, they went out and did it. What does that feel like in a locker room after a game where you feel like, hey, every single part of this operation played a significant role in getting us this win? That's when you feel like a team. I mean, you feel like a real team that every unit did what was asked of them. They might have done it, might not have done it perfectly, but they did what they need to do to win football games. When you, when you punt the ball and you're down inside the one-yard line, when you punt the ball and the guy muffs it, you recover the fumble. Um, when you take advantage of missed field goals and, and things like that, you're doing your job. So that's great. And then when the offense can convert those into touchdowns or not just touchdowns but field goals and the defense can make a stop and get a turnover on downs or interception, whatever, they may, whatever it may be, and then the other part of the unit can, um, other part of the team, I should say, can convert that to a point, so whatever it may be. So that makes you feel good because each unit is so-called carrying its weight. I mean, th- think about this, Bill, in this game, that just on special teams alone, that the, the, the Chiefs dominated this game on special teams, the, or the, the, the Colts, excuse me, dominated yes. this game <laughs> on special teams the other way around. Um, because Kansas City in this game, so they left minimum four, probably seven points on the board, just with a missed PAT, a missed field goal, and then a botched fake field goal. Yes, easily. And, and, that, and give the Colts special teams, Bubba Vitron, a lot of credit. 
they're prepared for that. Right. I mean, for that uh, fake field goal, I mean, they were ready for it. They were ready for no it. They had it covered. No one was fooled. <laughs> no one was fooled. They were covered. I mean, they had it covered, and um, that's uh, good for the players that they were ready there. They were aware of it. They studied film. They know that there was a possibility that it could happen, and it did, and they got, the guys were ready for it. So give them credit for preparing and being well-prepared and actually executing on uh, – Field goal block or whatever you want to call it, a field right. goal block, and 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 to stop the um, the fake extra point, fake so, extra uh, field goal. I'm sorry. So that's a seven point swing right there. You add another seven points because Sky Moore muffs the punt after the Colts yes. go three and out to start the game. Colts turn that into a touchdown, so that's a 14 point swing. And then throw it, throw this in too. The Chiefs started three drives inside their own 15 yard line. They got no points out of those. And, and that's great for the defense. Right. You know, and, and field position, you know, you think back to why the Colts made a change at kicker. Field position was a big part of that. But now you add on to Chase McLaughlin hitting 43 and 51-yard field goals. Um, I, there's, there's a little part of me, Bill. I have no idea if this is true. But Matt Amendola missing those kicks uh, with the window open and the roof open, you kind of wonder if – you know, hey, if, uh, you know, Mr. Jim Ursay decided to not open the roof, if maybe some of those kicks go in. So shout out to uh, the Colts owner for uh, opening up the roof for this game. Maybe that maybe that played a little factor in it. I don't know. It could have played a factor into the guy's head. You know, maybe thought the wind was blowing a certain way and saw some flags moving and maybe it got into his head. So like you said, credit to uh, the owner, Mr. Ursay. So the the other part of this here is with those miscues that Kansas City had on special teams. The Colts still had to take advantage of them. And they they did a really good job, especially on defense, of staying in the game and, you know, first of all, forcing those field goals, forcing those attempts, and then, you know, limiting Kansas City to they get down inside the three-yard line, but they aren't able to get in the end zone, and you have to settle for a chip shot. And just keeping this game close with an absolutely fantastic game plan um, but Kansas City's mistakes were not limited to the field goal unit. The one that we need to get into here is the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Chris Jones. It's late in the fourth quarter, about five minutes to go. The Colts already had their punt team on the field. Matt Hawk was out there. He was going to punt. And then the official announced unsportsmanlike conduct on Chris Jones. This was after Nick Bolton sacked Matt Ryan. Uh, again, with about five minutes to go, the Chiefs are leading 17-13. to 13. So instead of a drive-ending sack... The Colts get a fresh set of downs. Here's what happened next, Bill. Ten plays. Matt Ryan completes a seven-yard pass to Michael Pittman Jr. Naheem Hines loses a yard on a run. Michael Pittman, a four-yard completion. Eight-yard completion to Paris Campbell. Seven-yard rush by Naheem Hines. After a holding penalty on Matt Pryor, there's a 13-yard rush by Jonathan Taylor. A 14-yard completion to Alec Pierce. An incompletion to Alec Pierce. And then the 12-yard game-winning touchdown to Jelani Woods with 24 seconds left on the clock. A lot of folks talked this week about how the Colts needed to play ball control, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands late in the game. Well, they gave him the ball back with 24 seconds and said, all right, kid, see what you got. And he threw an interception that ended the game. Um, just an absolutely fantastic set of plays that the Colts ran after they got that break. Because it's one thing to get that break. It's another thing to take advantage of it the way that the Colts did there. Oh, definitely the way to take advantage of it and way to – Go down near the end of the game and get a game-winning drive, and that's what you want from a, from an offense, from a, from guys that, you know, maybe it didn't go as well what they wanted in the first two, first three quarters, um, but on that drive, if I'm not mistaken, I think Matt was eight for ten. Yep. 
uh, on that drive. And you know, that's what you want from your quarterback, someone that's calm, um, that's been there before, know what it takes to get down there and move the ball and get into the uh, end zone for a game-winning uh, drive. And give credit to all the other guys, you know, Alec Pierce making plays and, of course, Jelani Woods making the catch. So a lot of guys made some big plays during that drive. And that's what it takes for a team. That's what it takes all the guys making plays. Matt Ryan, Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods, uh, uh, JT, all those guys making plays when called upon. And that's what you want from an offense. And that's what will help this team because if all the guys can make plays when they're called upon, it makes it very difficult for defenses to game plan and say, okay, we know the ball's going to Pittman. Okay, they know that. So they can have this defense to try to stop Pittman. But if Jelani Woods comes up big, Kylan Granson comes up big, or uh, Ashton Doolin or whoever else, uh, Naheem Hines, it makes it very difficult for them to try to stop uh, the Colts. I'm sure they probably didn't think of Jelani Woods scoring a game-winning <laughs> touchdown or a touchdown early in the game because uh, Jelani Woods, you know, he, he's a rookie, young guy, so they probably never thought that he would be the guy that's going to get on. a game-winning touchdown. Hold on, Bill. They should have been listening to the pregame show, the pregame <laughs> huddle, because you asked me on Colts yes. pregame huddle about the tight ends, and I said, I'm going to spike the football a little bit here. I said, if the Colts win this game, you're going to see at least one touchdown from yes, one of the Colts did. tight ends. We saw two from the same guy. So <laughs> and gonna, a rookie I'm, at that. And a rookie. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and spike the football on that one a little bit. That I that, That's one of those rare ones that I got right. Um, but you know what I liked about this? Uh, you, you don't like how much Matt Ryan was under pressure. You don't like how no. inefficient the Colts were at running the ball. Jonathan Taylor, 21 carries for 71 yards. Matt Ryan, he, he got hit 10 times in this game, sacked five times. But they didn't flinch. Down the stretch, they didn't flinch. And that you, you see a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL when they're getting hit as much as Matt Ryan got hit, when they were under as much pressure as Matt Ryan was under, sometimes those guys just fold, and they aren't able to come up with the throw that Matt Ryan had to Alec Pierce to set up the touchdown to Jelani Woods. They're not able to get some of these third-down plays where you know you do have to keep your eyes downfield and you can't, you can't see ghosts, you can't get happy feet in the pocket. And there are things that the Colts offensive line absolutely has to clean up. Ryan Kelly said it after the game. There's still some communication things that have to be cleaned up. But for Matt Ryan to not flinch in that moment, you you love to see that. Again, this is me saying this with while also saying you don't love to see how much he got hit, but you love to see the resolve and the resiliency that he had in this game. Yeah, you don't, you don't like to see a quarterback get hit that many times in a game and, and get pressured like that. Um, give Matt Ryan credit, though. That That is what a true leader is. Someone that, you know, he got hit a lot. No quarterback likes to get hit, but he kept his poise. He didn't lose his cool, and he was very confident in those guys that they could do the job for them to go down and score a touchdown. And that's what you want from a leader, showing confidence in your guys, because if he shows a little bit of flinch, uh, as what we if what we say, then the guys are going to say, oh, no, you know, Matt's not mm-hmm. into it. Matt's not, not, he's not, not that he's not into it, but he's a little timid back there because he doesn't want to get hit. He didn't show that. He stayed in there, did his job, and that gives the rest of the guys confidence. Hey, let's go do our job. Matt's, Matt's getting hit, but he's still going to do his job. Um, so that gives them confidence to go down there, do their job, and that's why they scored and went down there uh, to get the game-winning touchdown. And for Matt Ryan, to me, 8 out of 10 
on that drive yep. as far as when throwing the ball. That shows, says a lot about Matt Ryan being ready to go, not worrying about what happened in the past. Let's just take care of business on this drive. We went down, they went down and scored, and then let the defense do what they did with getting an interception to, to seal the game. A couple other guys to highlight here on offense. Obviously, Jelani Woods um, going up and making those two plays. That, that's just huge for the kids' <laughs> confidence. And I, I love this, Bill. I, I wrote this story before the season, but Jelani told me, so he's an Atlanta-area native, that he, and he was a quarterback growing up. So you can bet where this is going. He had a number two Matt Ryan jersey, and he would go outside <laughs> in the park, on the playground, you know, in his backyard, pretending that he was Matt Ryan, throwing touchdowns to Tony Gonzalez. And all of a sudden, <laughs> he's Jelani Woods catching touchdowns from Matt Ryan and beating the Kansas City Chiefs because of it. That's just awesome. I, like, that's just such a cool little sidebar to all of this that – you know, Matt Ryan had such an impact on Jelani Woods as a, a young football player, and now here's Jelani catching his two touchdowns in this game. Like, that's just that's something that's just so cool and so special about this game. It is. You know, when you have guys like that that, you know, they grew up idolizing certain people, and then all of a sudden you're in the same locker room with them. You're, you're, you're practicing with them. And, oh, by the way, I'm catching touchdowns from the guy that, you know, I looked up to when I was younger and, and playing football in the backyard. You know, same thing with uh, Ryan McLeod and Nick Cross and yep. mm -hmm. those individuals. So it's, it's great to see that uh, the guys can see these guys and kind of look up to them. But now they see him as, hey, this is just a normal guy. He's a, he's a great guy, good person. Uh, driven guy, and I see why he's played in, in the National Football League for so long, um, but he's a great guy, but I want to be like him, and now I'm catching passes from him. So, it, like you said, it's a great story uh, having these guys being able to, to say things like that and to actually, you know what, meet their guys they look up to. So it's, it's, uh, it's neat. Michael Pittman Jr., uh, eight catches for 72 yards in this game. Alec Pierce, three catches for 61 yards. Really nice game for Alec. So those two guys who missed the game in Jacksonville, they combined for 11 catches for 133 yards on 14 targets. Uh, you can see the importance of those guys in the office. And Pittman, that one catch, Bill, he had where the ball was kind of behind him, and he just, like, Legereus Sneed thought he had an interception. And Pitt, yes. <laughs> Pitt just went and he, he out-physicaled him to go get that ball. Uh, boy, you can see the impact of those two guys being on the field and how positive that is, especially that 30-yarder where it was just a go ball, a one-on-one -on -one go ball, and Matt Ryan threw it up to Alec Pierce. Alec came down with it. Um, you know, you're not making any excuses for week two against Jacksonville, which, by the way, I think, I think Jacksonville's a really good team. I'm like whispering that. They're good. <laughs> they beat the tar out of the Chargers bad. today. Um, exactly. Again, I'm not. We're not here to make excuses for how the Colts played no. in week two. That is not at all what we're talking about. I'm just throwing a little no. sidebar that I think the Jaguars are kind of good. Uh, but you you see the impact they have on those two guys out there, Bill, and and how Matt Ryan was able to trust both of those guys in some critical moments today. Yeah, I mean those guys played well, and I'm really happy for Alec because you know the guy that dropped a touchdown pass in the first game and is his first. NFL regular season game, you know, it's something that probably stayed with him for a while and then not being able to play the following week. So he had really two weeks to kind of think about things uh, over and over again, what happened in the Houston game. But to come out and catch that dig route earlier in the game and catch that 30-yard pass um, on the sideline, going up and getting it, and then catching that other pass on the, that last, not the last drive, but the drive to score a touchdown by Jelani Woods um, to put the Colts ahead. Big for Alec, and I'm glad that he got those uh, catches because the way he caught the ball showed me that he still has a 
a lot of confidence in his ability, which he should, and not let that one game back in Houston affect him. He cut the ball with his hands. He looked very sure, very confident in what he was doing. So I like what I saw from Alec, and I think that's going to continue to happen uh, throughout the season. All right, let's talk about the defense because, man, what a game for Gus Bradley and his defense. Um, coming into this game, there was a lot of chatter about how Patrick Mahomes had fared against Gus Bradley's defenses. Those two guys shared a division for Mahomes' entire career up to this point in the AFC West. And Mahomes today, a 57.1% completion percentage, 20 of 35. That is the 10th lowest completion percentage Mahomes has had in 66 career starts. His passer rating of 78.5, also the 10th lowest he has had in 66 career starts. And what I loved about the Colts, Bill, in this game was how many times did Mahomes hitch? He, he got the ball, he tried to get it out quick, and it wasn't there. That, to me, was so the, – the coaching in this game was so good. The players executed it so well. And Mahomes, he entered this game with the sixth lowest average time to throw in the NFL. He wants to get the ball out quick at the core of what his game is. The Colts didn't let him do that as much as he would have liked – and we'll get into it in a little bit here, but how it impacted the rest of his game. But what did you see from the Colts' defense when the Chiefs did try to get the ball out quick and how they were able to keep the, the, the Kansas City offense from being efficient and effective on those plays? Well, they, they made sure that they, uh, they tackled. I remember one play where Kelsey got the ball and on a crossing route and Gilmore made a Gil, nice great tackle. Play. Nice tackle, just went to his legs, chopped his legs out, came up short for the first down, and uh, nice play. So the guys are flying to the ball making sure they uh, tackle the guys and get them down the best they can. So I saw that. I saw the guys really playing fast, running to the ball. That's one thing I saw today. It looked different than it did maybe the previous week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the guys played well. They did a nice job. I thought Kenny Moore did a nice job. And on the end zone, a couple passes to Kelsey, um, breaking up those plays. And uh, so I, I thought the defense played well, coverage played well. And I think that's why you saw the hitch. One of the reasons that a quarterback hitches is because the guy's covered. He, you know, he can't get the ball to him or uh, he thinks the guy is, is not going to get open. So he hitches a little bit, and that's all you need for the guys to get pressure. And that's why you saw Mahomes moving around in the pocket some. Of course, that's what he does. He likes to do that. He likes to have that playground mentality back there. And the guys did a nice job of not letting him get around the edge a lot of times. He did get out there a couple of times outside of the pocket, but for the most part, he had to step up in there and kind of move his way, uh, move, maneuver his way up in there. And, you know, uh, and Gakwe got a sack. So they did some nice things out there to kind of put some pressure on him and, and make him hitch a little bit. And that's one of the things that Gus Bradley talked about when he first got here, you know, get some pressure on the guys, but if they can't get pressure on them, make them hitch, then we can get some pressure on them. So that's one of the things they did today. And I think that they did it well. The D-line feels that, Bill, when, when the quarterback is hitching. Unique Ngakwe told me yes. that you know, when they, he was getting to the top of his rush and he was seeing Mahomes kind of hitch, that's a tell to him of like, all right, we can get after this guy. We can really go here. And, you know, DeForest Buckner said the same thing. The Colts only got one sack, but, you know, Buck told me, he, he was like, Mahomes is the least sacked quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't want to get sacked. He's going to throw the ball away or he might even put the ball into harm's way just to avoid taking a sack. That's the kind of quarterback he is. It's, it's what makes him great. It's not a fatal flaw of his game by any means. But here, here to me, Bill, is the biggest stat of the game. When Patrick Mahomes had more than three and a half seconds to throw, 
he completed three of 11 passes on 16 dropbacks. So you did not see the, that, you know, huge chunk play that just wrecks a game because Mahomes escapes pressure. He gets outside the pocket and he just like heaves it up to, you know, whoever downfield. You did not see that. You saw a couple, you know, you saw maybe one or two of them, but that was not yes. consistent. And the Colts were so good at getting after him on those plays. He had to scramble. He had more scrambles than he had completions on those plays where he got outside the pocket and he had more than three and a half seconds to throw. So to me, that yeah. tells you the, those plaster rules that the Colts had an effect on their secondary, those really worked. And the pressure from the D line, that really worked too. Yeah, exactly. And I think he only had like one play where he had to scramble and got out got the ball out to Juju Schuster. I think yep. that was for 53 yep. yards. That was the only one that I can remember right now off the top of my head that he, he got where he scrambled, um, scrambled and got out and threw the ball down the field. So give the, give, give the secondary credit of staying with those receivers all over the field because that's not an easy job. When the quarterbacks start running around there and, and a, a kind of a, a clock goes off in your head to say, hey, the play should be over by now. I should kind of relax. But you can't do that with Patrick Mahomes. You have to continue to stay with those guys until you hear the whistle. Um, they did a good job. You know, like I said, I only remember one play where he scrambled around and threw the ball down the field and got a big 53-yard um, completion to Juju Schuster. So uh, give those guys credit. They did a nice job. And that's what you're going to need from the team. You're going to need everyone playing well, the, the secondary playing well, the linebackers playing well, which, my goodness, uh, Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin. Franklin. Wow. <laughs> just, just all the tackles just flying all, all over the field. And, of course, you need the – get some pressure uh, from the front four. So those guys did a nice job. So everyone at each level did their job. <laughs> it's funny, Bill. After the game, uh, I went up to Zaire, and he had just got handed the uh, stat sheet, the box score from a media relations mm -hmm. member. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's, he's right next to Shaq Leonard. And I was like, Zaire, man, like I was doing the PA. Uh, I kept calling your name all the time. How many did you finish with? And Shaq goes, 12 tackles, one TFL, one quarterback hit, <laughs> one pass breakup. And then he, he used some language I can't repeat on this podcast. But, uh, I mean, dude, Zaire, man, what a game he had. He, the, the Colts today, they held the Chiefs. They held Chiefs running backs, specifically, to 32 yards on 18 carries. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, seven carries, zero yards. That's hard to do. He, that's, <laughs> that's very hard to do. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that – Give give our defensive line linebackers a lot of credit for, you know, pretty much making them one dimensional. He's they they made them mm -hmm. one dimensional where they had to throw the ball. So uh, they did a nice job of that, and and that's what you want to do. I mean, you 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 probably say, well, we don't want to make Patrick Mahomes one dimensional because he's a great thrower, a great quarterback. He is. I'm not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. Right. But after a while, when you that's the only thing you could do. You don't have to worry about the run because it's the defensive line and linebackers are doing their job and. Then you eventually, Patrick Mahomes will make a mistake eventually, yes. or someone, yep. or a receiver, or a receiver will make a mistake eventually. And then, if he's going to hold on to the ball, it will give our defense line a chance to get there. So, give our defense credit for the way they play today, all levels: defense line, linebackers, and secondary. As DeForest Buckner said this week, "quote He's Patrick Mahomes, but he's human, and he is human." <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's human. He, so the the other he's going to make mistakes. Bill, I always like to throw out just some wild stats at you as we do this podcast. So Kansas City yes. entering this game, though, they were 6-2 and two since 2018 when they averaged fewer than three yards per carry. They're now 6-3. and three. 
They still, <laughs> they still, this team still wins 66% of its games when they can't run the ball at all. So that's why what the Colts are able to do in terms of plastering their coverage downfield, stopping Mahomes, making him hitch, and then getting pressure on him. That is what is so impressive in this game. We know the Colts can defend the run. What they were able to do schematically and with their execution against Mahomes today, absolutely phenomenal. Round of applause for Gus Bradley. Round of applause for that coaching staff. They did an outstanding job, and the players did an outstanding job executing it. Yeah, they did. I mean, give them credit. You have to give those guys credit where credit is due. You know, people talked about last week they didn't get any pressure on Trevor Lawrence. They didn't do this. But today, they played well. Give these guys credit for the work they did today and the work they put in all week to prepare for this game and then to carry it over from the practice field to the game. And that's what they needed to do, and that's what they did do this week. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't the perfect game, but they did everything they needed to do to win this game and take advantage of the opportunities that were presented to them. And Bill, this can just kind of tie it into what we were talking about at the start. But, you know, hearing from Brian Kelly when he said, you know, look, quote, it's not always pretty in the NFL, but hey, you beat the Chiefs at home. It's awesome. That's that's it's what a, it comes down it's to. It's a win. Yeah. It's a win at home. Your, your home opener for 2022. It's a win. And, you know, you take that. Now you're one, one and one and you just move on. I mean, things are. I mean, of course, we have. Rather, would we want, want to win last week and this week? Of course, we want to win both those games and not tie and win that game. But it didn't happen that way. Now you're at a point where, hey, next week, it's a big game against the Tennessee Titans, but you put yourself in that position by the way you played today. So now next week becomes a big game. You just have to go out there and execute. And hopefully, hopefully the way we play today carries over to next week and the things that we need to work on and improve and correct, we can do that. And hopefully that will carry over to next week and we can get a big win next week against the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, at this point in the season, Matt Ryan said it. It's all about improving. And yes. while, you're, while you're making those improvements and growing as a team, sometimes it's hard to win. The Colts won today. And, you know, who you are in week three is not who you're going to be in week 14. It's not who you're going to be in week 15. You know, the, the experience I have with it, um, and I'm sure, Bill, you have more experience with this, but the, the only other playoff team I've ever covered professionally in the NFL was the 2018 Chicago Bears. They won in week three, 16-14, to 14, over the Arizona Cardinals, the team that wound up having the number one overall pick in that next year's draft. And it's like, that mm -hmm. team who they were in week three, that was not who they were in week 15. You know, you grow a lot as a team over the course of a season. It's just good to get a win. It's great to get one against the Chiefs, a team that we all think is a really good side. And you grow from here, and you get better. You get better on the line. You get better with your run game. You get better with some things on all phases of the ball. And you look back on this game, and you're like, man, you're just really glad that you won it. Exactly. And, and, and look at the defense. This is Remember, this is the first year of this defense. So the guys, a lot of the guys are in this defense for the first time. Yes, and Gakwe's played in this defense, and uh, McLeod, I mean, Brandon Faison's played in this defense. So are those guys, they understand the defense and they know it. But there's a lot of guys that haven't played in this defense. So they're still working out a couple of the kinks that they need to work out. And as you said, JJ, when we get down later on in the year, this is not going to be the same defense. It's going to be different. The guys are going to understand things a little bit better. They're going to understand each other a little bit better. They're going to fly around to the ball because they're not, they're not thinking. They're just reacting. 
Same thing with the offense. The offense is going to be better. This is Matt Ryan's first year. Now, he's the quarterback, so he's the guy that's pulling the trigger. So this is his first year in this offense. And some of the terminology, I'm sure, is a lot different than what he's used to. But he will continue to feel more comfortable and feel a little bit better as the weeks go on and the practices go on. And this team will, will get better as the season goes along. As long as they can stay healthy, this will be a different team later on in the year. And I think it will be a better team later on in the year than it is right now. All right. Well, this will be a different podcast next week. Maybe not. A, this is a good <laughs> podcast. We don't you know, we, we need to get a little better, but. We need, we need to get better, but I tell you what, I will take a win every week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll take a winning podcast here on Colts Instant Reaction yes. every week. We'll be back with you here on the Colts Audio Network following next Sunday's game against the Tennessee Titans. Before that, though, lots of stuff coming to you here on the Colts Audio Network, so please hit that subscribe button. we got Colts Roundtable live on Monday with head coach Frank Reich, Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, and Joe Wrights will be on that. On Tuesday, we'll have another episode of the official Colts podcast presented by WinBet. On Wednesday, Inside Football with Rick Venturi. On Thursday, Know Your Foe with Bill Brooks, Casey Vallier, and a guest from the Tennessee Titans. On Friday, we're going to have, uh, oh boy, what's on Friday? I'm just forgetting as we're ending this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it rolling here uh, because, boy, if you've made it to the end of this podcast and you want to know what's coming out on Friday on the Colts Audio Network, um, Colts Happy Hour. There it is. There you go. Featuring you JMV, go. our friend JMV. Um, yeah, we're just going to run through that and not edit it as we round out this <laughs> podcast here on the Colts Audio Network. For Bill Brooks, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening to us here on this episode of Colts Instant Reaction. The Colts 20-17 to winners over the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk to you next week.